This episode of JJ Meets World is brought to you by Natalie Deutsch of Hatch Realty. Natalie has a proven track record to get your home sold faster and for more money. She is consistently focused on her clients' needs and wants throughout the entire process and make sure that they are well taken care of. If you're looking to buy or sell, reach out to Natalie today. On average, Natalie sells a home every 3.74 days. That's at least two a week. And last year, Natalie earned her clients on average over $4,000 above list price on their homes. And you don't have to take our word for it. Here's some of the great reviews Natalie has received. I was overwhelmingly impressed with Natalie and all the Hatch team. She was very responsive and responded to all of the emails within an hour. She gave great advice and encouragement from the listing and pictures, the offer, and all the closing details. The marketing team knew exactly how to promote my property, and I was pleased by how soon and easily my property received an offer. I was actually dreading selling my condo, and Natalie did such an awesome job that I felt like I really didn't need to do anything. The thing I most appreciated was that she really listened to what I wanted to do and respected my my decisions. I would definitely recommend Natalie and all the Hatch Realty team. They made this process so wonderful. That was from Diane. So listen, if you're in the mood to buy or sell a home, give Natalie a call right now. You can reach her at 701-388-9338. Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E at HatchRealtyFM.com. Or you can go to LiveFargoMoorhead.com. That's Live. FargoMoorhead.com and find out some information. Huge thanks to Natalie Deutsch of Hatch Realty for sponsoring JJ Meets World. Hello, podcast listener. Have you ever wondered what a turducken would be like if you included other animals? Tucker and I muse on this, and then we get into a really exciting episode with uh, Mike and Val, who are here to talk about their film Rip List, playing at the Fargo Film Festival, having its world premiere. We get to dive into one of the most morbid subject matters I've been dying to see. So you're going to really, I think, get a kick out of that, and uh, if it's past the Fargo Film Festival. Well, heck, seek it out online. It's there. All of this and more on today's episode of JJ Meets World. One, two, three, four. JJ Gordon, sort of like that Indiana Jones in that he's always snipping out his next adventure. Yes, he is. He's always interviewing guests so he can have them on his show and they can talk about pop culture, arts, and leisure. JJ has his flag unfurled and he likes his french fries curled and he's fun and then he twirls as he goes to meet the world. He will march into the rain even if his ankle sprain. Take a peek inside his brain. This podcast is called JJ Meets World. The best french fries I've ever had in my entire life were at a place called Steakhouse in the MGM in Las Vegas and it was made with like like a duck gl- like a duck fat glaze goose fat. I, I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was duck fat. I okay. mean, I know they use goose fat a lot for stuff, but this I think was a duck fat because it accompanied itself with duck pate. Okay. And so I think they were like, oh, we'll use some of the, gre- we'll grease this duck. I don't know how that works, but man, they were amazing French fries. See, I say goose fat because I've had goose fat fried mashed potatoes in Vegas. Oh my at God. Planet Hollywood. And those rocked my world. Oh, that sounds but good. Duck fat, goose fat, it's probably tastes the same. Right. I mean, that's why you have both the duck and the goose and the turducken. Right. Right. Is because you shove the goose inside the duck. Even though the goose doesn't no, have no, a name in it. You shove the duck in inside the goose. Even though the goose doesn't have its name in the name turducken. Duck. 
Or is it a chicken in the turducken? Okay. Tur? Turkey. <laughs> yeah. And then duck and then N. Chicken. So is it chicken? Yeah. But I always thought you'd shoved a, a duck inside of a goose because they were both incredibly, they're, they're very greasy okay. fowl. And that the, the grease from those is supposed to leak itself into the turkey, but it doesn't make sense with the name turducken. Is there another name for another thing? I just know that if I ever found a magic genie, mm-hmm. he would probably turn me into Tucker the turducken. Mm. I bet he would as sort of punishment <laughs> for your for your overly <laughs> greasy lifestyle. I would, have been, I would have been too general with some sort of wish, and that's what mm. would have happened. Yeah, that's the problem with wishes is unless you're extremely specific, I, because there's always that monkey's paw idea of like, oh, I want to be a millionaire, and so a million right. bucks materializes in front of you, but then the mob wants you dead. A lot of pitfalls with genie life. I mean, Jafar learned that big time in the first one where he didn't understand the fact that with his unlimited cosmic power there would be an itty bitty living space right and he ended up trapped in the lamp i believe that there is a big dispute between the estate of robin williams and disney at the moment still yeah so because robin williams like if you listen to aladdin on spotify the soundtrack all the robin williams tunes are pulled out and you had said before that that probably had some deal with the contract that he signed when he made the first Aladdin. However, because he returned for Prince of Thieves, I figured that... (laughs) And a lot of video games. was it King of Thieves? Was it Prince of... King of Thieves. King of Thieves. Prince of Thieves is... Would be like Aladdin. Well, He is technically the the Prince of Thieves. The third Aladdin. Correct. He returned for that, so I figured that maybe that they would have quashed any beef. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. Beefs Beefs go strong and deep. Like, for example, take our guest today. Yeah. Our guests. Yeah. I got beef with both of them What's in that? different ways. Number one, with Val, I got beef about how much I don't know about the milking industry. And I say milking because I feel like if you're in the dairy world, mm-hmm. you've milked more than just a cow. Yeah, in your you're life. in the pocket of Big Utter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, you never know. You never know when uh, King Teat is going to come around looking for his his amount. Has anyone ever put beef in a turducken? No, Would that work. I, why not? Right? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: not ground beef. Okay, but like layered beef. Well, I mean, you probably tell, would work. Yeah, you tell me. I'm also going to put this out there: don't don't give me turkey bacon. And pretend it's the same as regular bacon. I understand that you want me to live longer and it's heart healthy, but it is not a direct substitute. I think if you put in thinly sliced ribeye, you're going to get a really nice juicy beef in the center right. of all that. So a nice marbling in yep. that ribeye. You yep. want something like that. Yeah. And wouldn't it be fun to find beef pockets? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you cut into that and you're like, what's it's, this? It's like a donut with custard. Yeah. It's like, oh, I bit on the end that doesn't have any. <laughs> uh, ben and Jerry's makes fish food ice cream, which has little chocolate fudgy fishes, mm. uh, swirls of caramel, and then marshmallow. And I'm always excited when I hit a caramel deposit, as I like to call it. I'm excited to find out what kind of beef you have with Mike that you don't have with Val, because they are uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, long-term uh, life partners. One could even say lovers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I bet that happens. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like when they check in somewhere, they ask if there's a lover's one discount. Bed, one bed. One, yep. one bed, but two <laughs> bathrooms. Uh, my beef with Mike goes it goes pretty deep because we've discussed it on both time both times that he's been on this podcast. We've talked about Gremlins Two, the new batch, the novelization, <laughs> and what I, I've never I had never read the novelization of Gremlins until he got me into the novelization for the other one, and 
the novelization of Gremlins has ruined the movie Gremlins for me because they let Gizmo have this giant inner monologue the whole time about how he's a creature from another planet and like, damn you, Mortok, if only you had given me the power of speech really? so that these people could understand. Oh but instead, God. it's like, Magway, <laughs> So Is the novelization truly canon? It, oh, without a doubt. Okay. I mean, it's not technically Chris Columbus, but they gave it over to this guy to run with the... Run with it, and I then they Gremlins let him. Was Joe Dante, he directed it, but Chris okay. Columbus wrote it. I see. Okay, and uh, I did read the novelization of Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Did you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Batman Returns. So here's what's interesting to me is that sometimes they will not allow the person who wrote the first novelization to write the sequels. Okay, but sometimes, like I think there's a guy named George Gipe. He did all of the Back to the Futures because they're like, George, you get it. <laughs> We're going to let you keep going with this. Wait until you see what we got cooked up for the second and third. Uh, as we said, our guests today, uh, Mike and Val, uh, they were they were one of our first handful of guests. Yeah. In fact, uh, I, I enjoy that episode so much that if you enjoy this one, you should go back and listen to it. This episode is coming out on a non-scheduled day. This is on a Wednesday instead so, of a Thursday. So that people can hear this episode and then go watch Rip List at the Fargo Theater. Now, if you're listening to this like in 2020 or 2025 or if you're an alien from another planet, mm-hmm. you'll have to seek out Rip List somewhere else. Usually the stuff that Mike makes will end up on Hulu or some other streaming service eventually. That's how I watched Wild Bill's Run. So you'll have plenty of opportunities to catch the Rip List, of which I did some shooting for, JJ. Oh, look at that. I have a credit. Oh, boy. That's exciting for you. Mm. Are you going to be going to the big premiere? I'm going to try to. You and I are both having crazy busy weeks. It's right a bad. Now. It's a bad week. So bad why week. are why are we even wasting time right. with this? Let's get into this episode. It's really good. You're gonna like it. And don't read the novelization of Gremlins. It's bullshit. JJ meets world. Uh, Mike and Val, welcome back to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been mm-hmm. almost a year since we last spoke. Yep, that's yeah. true. Crazy. And I think a lot about milk. <laughs> I think about you, Val. <laughs> Really? Think about Val and, and her milk stories and how <laughs> I beg it your works. Pardon. Uh, mm-hmm. But this question is up for both of you because mm-hmm. Girl Scout cookies just went on sale. Do you have oh. a preference of what Girl Scout cookie you like the most? Yeah. Well, I like the Samoas, but they don't call them Ooh. Samoans, but they they're don't racist. call them anymore. So, what are they called? Ca- Caramel Delights. Did you I just yes, say racist? Ca- yeah. yeah. He yeah. said racist. <laughs> it's because literally... it's racist. That's why they changed it. I yeah. That is actually think, not right? true. No? What? Oh, so, tell us. The Girl Scouts of America require two separate bakers, one for the West Western half of the United States and one for the Eastern half of the United States. The Girl Scouts do not actually own the recipes to these cookies. So when they added the second baker, they started making Samoas. But then the original company was like, no, 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 we make Samoas. You make something else. (laughs) And so that's why, depending on where you are in the United States, Girl Scout cookies will be called different things. (gasps) What? So like peanut butter patties versus like dosy doughs, I think is the other name for it. You should have a whole show on this. This is fascinating. I know all the ins (laughs) and outs. This is what's happening right now. It's happening in front of your ears. That's why we invited you here. That's true. Yeah. No, Carmel Delights, if that's what they go by here. That's what they go by now. We're not here to talk about your film. We're here to talk about Girl Scout cookies. Where are they... here in Fargo, are they Caramel Delights? Uh, yeah. Yes. yes, they're Caramel okay, Delights. Because that's what they call them now in Duluth. Duluth. Yeah, that's what we get. Where's yep. the line? So, when do they become Indiana, racist? Maybe? 
Maybe oh, Indiana. When does Indiana need Samoa, not Samoan? Yeah, right, Mike. I, I, Jeez, you're I'm so not sensitive. With, you're such a snowflake. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with naming like something that I put in my mouth after a uh, nationality. Oh, people. really? What's what's right? Do you I think just, they're dirty people? I, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, right. I just That's think it's totally you wouldn't right. take a Samoan in the mouth. I think it's dehumanizing. <laughs> That's really too bad. I don't. Care don't knock it till you try it. I don't care. Yeah, you really stepped in it. Yeah. It's a well, you didn't start. get to say what your favorite cookie was, Mike. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so. Well, you cookies don't have milk in them, do they? Thin mints. I don't really, Probably you eat uh, the thin mints because they don't have dairy in I them. Think I think the think. lemon one doesn't have dairy, yeah. and I don't care for the lemon they one. They make the, Ital- the Italian wedding cookies. Yeah, they do make pills. Then you could have cookies. Thanks. Thanks. You're the first person who's ever told me <laughs> well, that. Well, then you could have cookies after them. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of these people that doesn't think the pill works for him. Really? He doesn't trust science? No, he doesn't trust science. I don't trust the lactate. I don't trust the morning after pill. I don't trust these mood-altering drugs you're always trying to get me on. Forget it. Isn't it weird that they call the morning after pill Plan B? Like, well, what, I know. Like, why? Who thought plan that was a, a good, didn't work? To me, that's a joke suggestion. Somebody <laughs> snuck into the box. They're like, let's call it Plan B, and they're like, all right, we're just gonna randomly draw here, and it is Howard's suggestion, Plan B. But it's perfect because it tells you what it does. Yeah, that's yeah. Like true. you want to roll over it's, in the morning and be like Plan B. Yep. <laughs> Time for plan B. Because plan A, we did not execute. <laughs> exactly. And if I know anything about a good heist movie, mm-hmm. plan B is always where the more the action's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's going to be that moment where you're kind of afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like it didn't where go things, well. things, yeah, you yeah. got one loose cannon. Maybe you're worried, yeah. like, maybe one of us doesn't approve of plan B. <laughs> and then you start to, like, really, your heart mm-hmm. palpitates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you think of a heist movie where they lay out the plan? Uh huh. And then, and they, then do they just the other do plan. the plan. And it goes well. And it goes well. And everyone has a good time. And it's fun. And they hug. Yeah, that like, one, I mean, that Steven Soderbergh one was kind of like 11. that. Yeah, technically Ocean's all of Ocean's 11 does the, really well. The be. one with uh, Kyle uh, or Adam Driver. That one was kind of like that. But oh, we Logan just were, the last we Jedi? totally in on the plan. But it does go according to their right. plan. Oh, that's, oh yeah, Logan well, Lucky. I loved Logan Lucky. I love that yeah, movie. That is I, a good fantastic. movie. Fantastic. So my sister and I have differing opinions about NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I am not a NASCAR fan. No, me neither. And yeah, my sister my sister thinks NASCAR is kind of fun, so much so that she went to Las Vegas and bought pit tickets so she could be in the center. What? And that seems si- dangerous. It drives me nuts because we played apples to apples on uh, Thanksgiving one year, mm-hmm. and it, she was the chooser, mm-hmm. and the word was patriotic. And I was like, I got this. I've got eagle. Right, mm-hmm. so I play mm-hmm. eagle, and it gets down to two, and she's like, "I can't decide which is the two. So oh, we had a no. rule where like you can flip them over, and people can make their case. So she flips over eagle, and I'm like, "It's on our money. I mean, it's of a course. symbol of, of America. Yeah, yes. you know, it's 100%. a national bird. Yeah. Then she flips over the other one, and it's friggin' NASCAR. And she couldn't decide. And she couldn't decide. She's like, well, I mean, you should see those people are really patriotic. Uh, I was like, in the wrong way. Patriotism. Uh, Full disclosure, though, I would far rather go to a NASCAR than play apples to apples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do not like apples to apples. I absolutely hate apples to apples with a passion. Mm. Every time I play apples to apples, it's a reminder that every other person shares nothing in common with me. (laughs) And I don't look at the world the way anyone else does. And I feel sad and lonely. And I just want to go. Away, and I yeah. feel the same about Cards Against Humanity, which is I was effectively just the say, same. Mike doesn't like yes. that either. The same he game. Feels it's so the same way it's, about it's, it's okay. Yeah. What are it's not putting two things next to each other doesn't automatically make it funny, yeah. and that's the whole premise. Is 
Let's put this thing next to that thing. And oh, how funny is that? Uh, Let me put those two things together. It's have, a sex act. Ha ha ha. <laughs> have you played Joking Hazard? No. no. So it's from the people who do Cyanide and Happiness. And you're mm. making a three panel cartoon. So you flip over two panels. Mm -hmm. And then from your hand, you play what the third panel should be. Mm -hmm. That and makes so, more sense to me. That right. seems fun. And so there's, mm -hmm. you know, because you're telling a story. You know, yeah. you're trying yeah. to fi yeah. finalize the story. Yeah. It also is very sexual and crude, mm -hmm. but boy, is it a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, first, See, my first day of the new job mm -hmm. when I started last year and I walk into the very first, uh, uh, you go through training and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so me and all these new hires are in this room. And the first thing I see is they go, okay, guys, everyone pick three apples to apples cards. Oh, oh God. No. And you were supposed to pick three that said something about you. So I did. I can't remember what I picked. Oh, God. I was mm -hmm. hoping you'd have three really no. amazing things like, no, 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 no. you'd remember like the, what you picked. The no. instructions card for yeah. how to play the game. <laughs> but, but then they had us go back in mm -hmm. about two weeks ago for that new higher class. Be like, hey, let's just recap how everyone's doing. And so they had us do it again. Mm -hmm. And I was late. I showed up late. And so um, they said, you got to pick three apples to apples cards. Just dig through and find three that uh, – this lady was like, pick, dig through and find three that, that work for you. And I, if she was you, I went mm -hmm. like this. <laughs> just, just, I just first three really random ones, Perfect. and then I didn't even look at them until it was my turn to read it, and then you're I made each one work. And they loved it. They you're both it was great. so filled with anger. I don't think yeah. you're getting the point of these games. No, we get it. The it's point about is that human it's a stupid bad game, it's and you should play. About, oh no, no, I'll tell you the point. It's not about the mechanics of the game. It's about human interaction. No, no, no. The point is to to put you in a box and keep you there for the rest of your employment. That's what these icebreakers do. They determine on day one, oh, Tucker's this kind of person. Let's always think of him as that kind of person. I hate these icebreakers. Do you guys know how much a polar bear weighs? Do you know how much a polar bear weighs? That well, sounds way better than whatever we're talking about. I, I would it, like to they know. They weigh enough I, to break the ice. My name's JJ Gordon. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have a polar bear related question. Oh, please! That I yeah. like to. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like to go to parties very much, but when mm -hmm. I do, mm -hmm. I like to ask people this question to start an argument. Oh no! Who would win? Don't do it, in Mike. a fight, a polar bear or a gorilla? Oh, I think a polar bear. Interesting. Where are they? Where Mike are they and fighting I are at? opposite That's, ends of the it's spectrum. Fun. It's fun to talk mm -hmm. about that. Gymnasium must be a gorilla gymnasium. You, have to, a gorilla you have to find some place, you know, to make it fair. You have to find a, a neutral ground. So I it can't be too cold. It can't be too hot. Right. Um, what, do you, what do you think, it's Tucker? Gorilla. I think it's going to be a gorilla more yeah, right? than likely. Although, <laughs> although it has its work cut out for it because right. not having the teeth and claws of a, of a polar bear right. is a big disadvantage. Polar bear is an apex predator. However, gorillas are very spry and it right. could just jump on its back and like break its neck. That's what I feel like would right. happen there. Right. And they're, they're, they mm -hmm. have higher cognitive ability. Mm -hmm. They're exactly. stronger. They're yep. freakishly stronger. Freakishly. Yeah. And Freakish. I think they're faster too. They yep. have more maneuverability. So I think in the end, I'm probably going to give it mm -hmm. to the gorilla with the caveat that, mm -hmm. you know, it being a fight, it could go either way. Right. You know, but I, look at how many uh, different creatures King Kong beats. Right. And there's your proof. Right. King uh, Kong beats every other type of, you know, massive monster creature. You could argue that he fought to a draw with Godzilla. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, Godzilla stands up. Right? That's a little different. I mean, polar bears can, but they don't walk around naturally. Like right, that. but gorillas size, are also not a building size. I was gonna say size-wise, the polar bear will also always be larger yeah. than the gorilla. Yes. Neil deGrasse That's... Tyson says that it's always going to be the polar bear because mass always beats yep. 
Have you else. seen what global warming has been doing to these polar bears, though? They've <laughs> they're been getting, they're getting really skinny. Yeah, they are yeah. skinny. Yeah. You know. but, but you're the, you're right. The average polar bear is going to weigh you know two or three times what the mm-hmm. gorilla. So then you have to rely on the gorilla's intelligence. And which dexterity. Seems like a lot. Well, I'm glad I have a... Yeah, Another I'm with you. I'm you guys at are the both that... wrong. I think JJ is right. I think <laughs> it's the polar bear. I think it's simply because the polar bear has that locking jaw. And if you take out one appendage of the gorilla, mm-hmm. they, his stats have gone down greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, huge, big time. Yeah, what's he going to do? Now, Limp around. If they're just... in an area where he gets to swing around and he can have the high ground for a majority of it, mm-hmm. that gorilla that gorilla is really going to give that polar bear a run for his money. And he possibly has an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I like that you think in Planet of the Apes terms where he's going to get on and know how to snap the neck. Yeah. But oh, 100%. At the same yeah. time, though, apes do go to war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Although fight it's, each it's, other. It's chimpanzees that we've seen mm-hmm. that with. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if a gorilla's got to have that in there somehow, yeah. too. Yeah. And the, that 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 kind of bloodlust it takes for an animal to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you because I hate you. Right. right. <laughs> it's usually not right. why they kill you. It's because yeah. they're... Mm-hmm. scared or they are yeah. hungry or whatever. Yeah. But if they're like, yeah. nope, nope, we're just going to kill you because we're murder beings, mm-hmm. then I think that yeah. does give an advantage to the ape. Mm-hmm. I have a, a question, mm-hmm. not similar, but mm-hmm. the idea and concept that I ask at parties, and I'd oh. like to pose it to you. Oh, sure. Okay, I'm ready. Um, you are a scientist heading to Earth 2, and you're in charge of packing the last space shuttle. There's a space problem, though. And I don't mean space like outer space. I mean yeah, spatially. Space yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of room yeah. in the shuttle. Okay. You have a vial that contains the genetic information for lemons and a vial that has the genetic information for limes. And there's only one little Jurassic Park-like vial cooler left. Oh, yeah. So yeah, which yeah. do you doom Earth to to no longer having? Lemons or limes? Ooh. To no longer having. I'm I'm going to take the vial of for the limes. I'm with you. I'm taking limes too. Yeah. I think I'll take lemons. Are you just being are you just being a uh, That was my that was my gut reaction that was when I heard I want. I, yeah. I, I thought lemons. Because you love lemon stuff? Like, you could yeah. never imagine a world without lemon bars? Yeah, I think I, I love lemons. I love lemon heads. I don't know why they're mm-hmm. called that, <laughs> but I love them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the most disgusting inventions ever are those uh, uh, corn chips with the lime oh. salt oh, on them. Oh, that's disgusting. Your disgusting. That's no, I, I know I'm with there are a lot of that. good uses of lime. I, I like mm-hmm. limes, mm-hmm. but... Like I can't think of a bad use of but lemon. But you need lime for Fruit Loops to really have its flavor. You really, really mm-hmm. do. And uh, lime goes amazing in a Pepsi. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. lime goes with every soda. Yeah, I think really pretty well. much, really, really well. And I mean, my favorite cocktail is a mojito, and you can't make that without lime. There's so some there good go. lime beers too, and lime maritas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I you but know Mike's if, a teetotaler, so he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have any know. of that. Most people yeah. tell me I couldn't imagine eating fish. Without See, a squirt of lemon, I on thought top that right. was going to be Mike's answer because yeah, you're a big fish eater. I yeah. love eating. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fish head. So that kind of yeah. sounds like a like a uh, insult you just said. Mike's a big old fish eater. You know, like that. I enjoy fish. <laughs> you know who else are big fish eaters? Polar <laughs> bears. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. salmon. No, that's yeah. uh, that's regular that's bears. bears. That's but polar bears eat mostly seals. Mike, seals, seals. I think they probably eat fish, but they mostly bears. I don't think they turn. Down a fish. No, yeah, I'm they wouldn't sure turn they down wouldn't. a fish. Which do you think a polar bear would eat first, a lemon or a lime? <laughs> oh. 
a lemon. You think so? I <laughs> think so. He's just sticking with his narrative. <laughs> yeah, That's all that is. Lemon needs a polar bear. <laughs> polar you know, I, not, I'm really surprised that conversations like this didn't come across when you were making your film that mm-hmm. we are here to talk about today. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah You that's mean right. like being eaten by no, a, I mean, a polar bear? You know, I mean, there's death involved with that. Mm-hmm. And the whole oh, point, yeah. it seems to me, of, of the rip list is to argue and debate over who is most likely to die. Mm-hmm. And that seems very similar to me to does this or that win in a fight? Yeah, For me it's... as a kid, it was always Superman and the Hulk. You always ask. And I, oh. I think it's oh. Superman. Still. I think it's the Hulk. I I think See, it's Superman. And Superman has beat the Hulk yeah. a few times. This could be a whole other podcast because I have real problems with Superman. I find him to be a completely boring superhero because right. of the fact that he's sort of invulnerable and mm-hmm. just, I don't know. But I think also it's, that rocks it's less interesting. I mean, he him. has kryptonite as yeah, a vulnerability. A rock. But yeah, yeah but, right. But Hulk is strongest one there is. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think it depends on if I mean, as we've seen in the latest Avengers movies, like sometimes Hulk doesn't want to come out. Right. Hulk always uh rises to the challenge. He grows stronger with anger, but right. also s- stronger to meet whatever Do challenge. Do you really want to live in a world so, though where the mightiest hero is just really pissed he, off? He also has vulnerabilities exactly. though right. that Superman could easily exploit. Like mm-hmm. Superman could chuck him into outer space and that'd be it. Right, yeah. Hulk wouldn't have yeah. anything to fight against that. No. Superman can live in space and breathe fine. I mm-hmm. think the Hulk would evolve into a rock and he would come <laughs> back to Earth as an asteroid and hit Superman. Another one is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi from A New Hope mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Gandalf from Fellowship. Uh, I have my answer. Okay, so I bet el- I know elderly, what you're I bet we elderly agree. Elderly Obi-Wan yes. versus Gandalf. Gandalf the Grey. I think Gandalf wins that one really yeah hmm. see my i mean I the think force it's... ain't no magic tucker like <laughs> well but but his... a, it, it binds us it surrounds us <laughs> right and if you take obi-wan in his physical form he will become more powerful than you can ever imagine so well, i think he could force ghost himself know. let me ask you can he talk who has to the moms? higher ground yeah <laughs> sorry to interrupt that <laughs> but <laughs> It's funny. You mentioned the higher ground <laughs> earlier mm-hmm. with the it's polar important. bear and the gorilla. It's important. And instantly, Obi Wan came into my brain. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like five minutes later, you here, bring up Obi Wan. It it's over. I've got the high ground. <laughs> I've been thinking about the higher ground, you guys, for like ten straight minutes. <laughs> you know who taught me about how the, why the high ground is most important? Mm-hmm. Obi Wan. No. No. Iron no even too? before. No. Ooh, no. Ooh, even before ooh. that. Ernest P. Worrell in Ernest Scared Stupid, where they've got the treehouse, and he talks about we've got the high ground, we've got the high ground, and that's how they beat the trolls because they went the high ground. Classic, was, classic reference. Was Ernest a Jedi? Oh my God, he might be. Yeah, he might teaching be. younglings. No, oh, no, no, younglings. no. He's not. Never mind. No. You what? want to say that filthy Maybe. word in this podcast? Maybe. You take it outside. No. You take that outside. You take those younglings Mike outside. Mike using younglings. <laughs> just younglings. dropping it in every conversation possible. Oh. Um, I do love the younglings. So, uh, so, here's, so let's, yeah. let's get to Sorry, the real we, subject. We, yeah, we, we keep diverging. You're not he a very good promoter. I've, I've, I've got a better intro for trying it. Trying to hard write oh, into yeah, it. Thank yeah. you. One of my all-time favorite Saturday Night Live sketches mm-hmm. is um, Dana Carvey, and he is playing um, uh, Tom Brokaw. 
and he is yes. recording oh. all of the potential yes. deaths yes. that could happen yes. to President Jimmy Carter yep. so that he can take the summer off. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And so it's, and it, it's Gerald Ford. He goes, former President Gerald Ford died today. And then they're like, former President Gerald Ford is attacked by wolves. Yeah. And then it ends up with, former President Gerald Ford died today and I'm gay. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, it's he so goes, good. I know that's not real. He's like, we got what, what happens? I mean, you want yeah. to get scooped on that? You got to cover it all. And so, to me, I, I love that sketch because mm-hmm. it's true. We, we are mm-hmm. always thinking about, like, okay, so, mm-hmm. you know, what's the two inevitabilities in life? Taxes and death. Yeah. You know? And so, you now have a documentary that's having its world premiere at the Fargo Film Festival. It mm-hmm. is the world premiere. Oh, that's exciting. It's mm-hmm. exciting because most of the people in who are in the film uh, are from Fargo. And it's called mm-hmm. Ripless. It's called Ripless. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to be at the premiere. Oh, that's mm-hmm. exciting. So, that, that just makes me happy. So... Give us the details without giving away pivotal plot points. <laughs> well, I, I won't tell you who wins, but it's a contest. It's uh, seven people. They get together once a year, and then they draft like elderly presidents and ailing musicians and other people who might die in the next year. And whoever gets the most dead people right, right, they, they win. I and mean, they don't yeah. win anything other than it's a, a straight, trophy. like They're January not... 1st to midnight, December 31st. That is the time window that they have to get as many correct as possible. And they don't get to mm-hmm. add other people to the list throughout the year, right? No. They don't, no. no. So that, so each each of the seven people, actually it's up to nine now, they've added mm-hmm. a few members. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick 15 people. The number Five one- Five of them are alternates. There are a lot of rules, but we don't get too into that in yeah, the documentary. Yeah, the rules gave me a headache. Yeah. They have a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, guess who the number one pick is for this current calendar year for 2019? Mm. Oh, shoot. I mean, I might- I'm trying to remember because I would have been there for the. Um, so you weren't there for this last no, one. No, you weren't there for this last we, one. They did, no. They've done one since we shot it. Yeah. So we shot okay. their draft. Um, we shot their draft a year ago and then two years ago. Oh, got it. Okay. And those yep. are in the movie, but they just yep. did one about a month ago that we didn't we didn't shoot. So they always so, do the draft like just prior to the end of the year. Yeah. So, so yeah. just like December right 30th, 2017, the number one pick for 2018 was John McCain. Okay. Which you know came to, came to pass. Um, the number one pick for this year was Olivia Newton-John. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, I know yeah. that that hurt. That hurts. However, it's interesting because she knew there were all these rumors going around about her potential, you know, demise, health. and right. she put up like an Instagram post of herself and was like, Hey everybody, I'm alive and I'm <laughs> yep. doing okay. So trying yeah. to, you know, kind of ward off all the gossip, but I think like, but I don't late, know what to believe. Well, yeah. And in late December, it was all these rumors that she right. was, you know, she was doing really death's poorly. Door. And yeah. I think that post came out after the draft. It did. Yeah. So you're sort of reacting to like, I don't think any of the seven or nine people, however many it is, I don't think that any of them have insider information. Oh, that's they not just true. know what we know. They, Maybe yeah. they're monitoring. Right, I was going to say right. they don't have insider information, but they monitor it, and they're like they're doing some heavy duty research. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are at yeah. least. Like, like, so, so uh, they've invited Val and I to participate in the draft Ooh, next yeah. year. I said awesome. I didn't yes. feel like I could do it while I was making mm-hmm. and editing the documentary. You don't right. want to be a part of the story. It felt, right. it felt wrong to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of ethics as a documentarian, but mm-hmm. that did feel like it was crossing that's the true. line. This guy has mm-hmm. no scruples whatsoever. That's, that's true. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I, so I think we're going to probably join next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I just heard, you know, the comic book artist, George Perez. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just announced he was retiring. 
He's not going to be doing any more signings at conventions. He oh, said, I may that's... still do a few sketches. But I mean, this is a guy who's been prolific, top of the industry. Um, so I heard that. And that's the kind of thing like I'm would... assuming that they're hearing and then writing these things down. But I, th- I, I would think... not be surprised if Madeline blocks that as not famous enough. That was the, then that was my next mm-hmm. thought. At first I was like, okay, if I play next year, I've got this name. Cause I heard this little story and I bet no one else will hear it. But yeah. Is George Perez famous enough? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, do you guys know who George Perez was? No. I mean, Tucker and I know, mm-hmm. but we are, you know, comic book fans. There's so, so many people on their list though, that I heard that I was like, I don't know who that person yeah, is. I haven't heard of like 75% of the people on their right. list. Cause they're doing a lot of sports figures that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. It feels like if someone has a Wikipedia page that they didn't make, mm-hmm. right. That, right. that, that, that seems, that would be enough for me to go. They mm-hmm. are a person of note, right? Yep. They are a person mm-hmm. of, 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 celebrity status mm-hmm. on some mm-hmm. level. Yeah. But yeah. It, it seems like the, mm-hmm. the, um, I mean, there is, would you say it's true to call Madeline the unofficial commissioner of the rip list? Yes. yes. Madeline, okay. it, he doesn't like to be called the commissioner, but yeah. I, he is sort of the guy who I think cares the most about right. it right. and cares the most about the rules. So he mm-hmm. ends up being the, the mm-hmm. commish. One of my favorite things is to, I like to, when a celebrity dies that I feel really akin to, I give them a good night, sweet prince. A GSP. Yep, oh, on Facebook. Nice. And then like a little note about something about the afterworld. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Dick Miller got one recently. Oh, uh-huh. uh, Dick Miller. Character actor Dick Miller. Yeah. My favorite thing is to post that and then go to Matt O'Lean's Facebook page and mm-hmm. see if he's posted about this person passing away. And if they, if I beat him, I have pride in that. You yes. scooped <laughs> him on Stan Lee, right? I scooped <gasps> him on Stan Lee. Yes. But that... But I, I had insider information on that one, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a direct email from someone at TMZ telling me about wow. it. You did? That's I did. Exciting. I did. And they said, oh. we're just about, you know, this is getting yeah. posted right, right now. And so I'm like, is this confirmed? Because like CNN isn't touching on it. And they're like, it's confirmed. So you wow. have a TMZ source as, as part of your, your day job. Yeah. That oh, wow. You've cool. got a source there. Mm-hmm. Who keys you in on? And I'll tell you what, hot deaths. I have, I, <laughs> I, I have included them in like several like news briefs that we've put mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and th- they feel what they're doing. At least some of it is actual journalism. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I agree. If you guys are getting the scoop on something, yeah. like you're getting the yeah. scoop on it. Yep. Right. Yep. So right. it doesn't matter if it's coming from like the Connecticut, like you know, knitting press. <laughs> Or if yep. it's coming from TMZ or CNN. Right. Like, you should get yeah. a job yeah. at, at TMZ, Mike. I mean, they have zero scruples, just like you. Yeah. I was just going to ask what you guys think, because we, we, I think we're a nerd to the whole concept of the RIP list. Like, mm. we just are so on board, and we've spent, you know, a couple of years now immersed in that environment. And, you know, Tucker, you helped with the movie a mm. little bit, but what, what is your guys' He guys's, helped a lot. I just want to Yeah, he helped a lot, straight. actually. Yeah, um... <laughs> What is your guys' feeling on it? Like, are you instantly kind of like, ooh, this is in poor taste and oh, gross? No, oh, it, quite it, the it is disgusting. Every minute we don't agree. Because we I do worry yeah. about that a no. little bit. But, it, but it, I think it, that there's a morbid curiosity to it right. as well. Like, yeah. how many times have you said, like, oh, I thought that person was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that plays into that same thing. Of like, well, that's not very respectful either. Right. Yep. And also, in a way, it's honoring this person because mm-hmm. they're famous enough for you care about whether or not they live through the next year. Right yeah. now, if you're, you know, John McCain's family, you probably don't like the fact that you're part of an office betting pool, betting pool, like yeah. to right. see whether yeah. they're going to live or die. Right. Um, 
so I I would gladly participate if I was ever invited, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't walk up to some I wouldn't walk up to like Angela Lansbury's mm-hmm. like niece and be like I got your mom on my death list or I got your <laughs> right. your aunt on my right. death list, right? Yeah, right. I so I contacted a few of the celebrities who were picked. And I, I mean, I'm contacting like their people, mm-hmm. not yeah, them. Yeah, I don't have yeah. Angela Lansbury's phone number, unfortunately. Oh, I wish I and did. And I only heard back from <laughs> Norman Lloyd's son. Really? It, yeah. And he was so sweet. And after I got that that message back, I was like, I'm not going to contact any more celebrities. It's, it was just like, he was like, well, yeah. what an interesting project. That right. sounds really, really neat. No, I I, um, I I am quite the opposite, actually. I think it's great. I have mm-hmm. zero issue with it, but mm-hmm. I also have zero issue with most things. Yeah. Like it, it, my yep. my level of being offended is is it's mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. easy to get there with me. Well, I think it also depends. Like we've run into it where people who've had a recent death, like of someone close to them, have a much harder time. Right. I think. Yeah. Sure. Like it just depends on kind of where you're at in right. life at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're, we, we did a test screening and it was very awkward because we played like right after a documentary about a guy who had served in Iraq yeah. and oh, came yeah. back with like crippling PTSD. Right. And so yeah. we watched this and then even worse, that Iraqi war veteran was there to talk about the short film. And right. then he gets up there and he's like, yep. you know, it's very heavy and serious. And it was kind of a small group at this test screening. And, and we're just like, Oh God, now they're well, going to play our movie, which is basically just like, ha so-and-so died. Right, but and you're not doing that about... And this guy's like agonizing over all these people in a war zone. Right. But he watched the movie, and afterward he was just like, that was outstanding, and he just yeah. loved it. I would think that soldiers in particular would actually be totally down with it. He loved because it, Because if you're yeah. someone who has actually faced death right uh, every day as part of your job, you understand the need for gallows humor. Yeah. You understand the need for taking the 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 kick and the sting out of it a little bit mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. what something like the rip list is doing it's it's different if you are going up to the grieving family right right, right. versus right. you know i mean maybe john mccain's family wouldn't have liked it but they also didn't like all the things trump said about him while he was alive right. and yeah. a lot of yeah. things he himself yeah. did yeah. Yeah. you know with his first wife and, yeah. and all that all that stuff yeah. so yep. once you achieve a certain level of mm-hmm. public mm-hmm. uh I don't want to say necessarily notoriety, but exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's it's fair game. Yep. You know, if yeah. you want to be on the tip of my mind every day, mm-hmm. then that means that your death will also be there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's I mean, true. You, when you become that level of, of celebrity, you know, death is a very personal thing for your loved ones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're right. It your Their death is taken away from you mm-hmm. because there are other people who are mourning yeah, who maybe true. never met mm-hmm. them. And they're dealing with whatever way mm-hmm. where they're just going on the air and being like, oh, that dude is a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things that you wouldn't normally say about, let's say, if, you know, if your grandmother passed away. Like, right. no one's going online and right. tweeting about how Mama Luke sucked. You know? <laughs> and, like, and like, you know, like, good, glad she's let me, gone. Let me, um, <laughs> Although I just will for fun, I'm going to go on Twitter right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I will say, and this will probably offend some people, but mm-hmm. uh, when Jerry Falwell died, Christopher Hitchens went on TV and said mm. probably one of my favorite interviews about about a terrible person who has now died. And he's like, yeah, he was a toad. Yeah. He, and he just didn't <laughs> say, he's like, why should I say something nice about him just because he's mm-hmm. no longer here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is, I think we want to protect 
the feelings of our fellow human beings because we don't want right. to be jerks. Right. Yep. That makes sense. Right. But at the same time, just because someone has is is now dead, um, even though they can't respond to you or mm-hmm. defend themselves, that isn't enough to deify them right. either. Right. And yeah. they they should still be if their life was worthy of criticism, mm-hmm. it was still worthy of criticism even though it no longer yeah. continues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested in the pseudoscience that these people have created to choose their picks. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I imagine the like it's not just sort of like looking at like, well, gosh, you mm-hmm. know, who won an Academy Award sixty years ago who's probably, you know, yeah. the clock is ticking. Yeah. There must be some serious work that goes into each choice. Mm-hmm. So there is some of that looking at, you know, Academy mm-hmm. Award winners who are still alive or baseball hall of famers who are still alive. I think this is a, is a starting place for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But one of their favorite things to do is look at the National Enquirer, mm-hmm. and then you add about two to five years. So, <laughs> so you, National so, you look at today's National Enquirer, yeah. and it's got sh- you know the sad last days about, of yeah. Cher, yeah. or the sad last days of Bill Clinton. Well, yeah. sad last days. Cher yeah. may die in about five years. Yeah. I think you just you you put that in the back of your brain. And you think, <laughs> okay. So, I'm curious about things like, you know, for this year, because um, you've got you've got a chance to see the 2019 list, right? Yep. Yes. Did Bill Cosby pop up on there? Oh, I, now that he's in Gen Now pop. that he's in, yeah. I, like, to me, <laughs> yeah, like, is that going to be the that. thing that, like... I thought to myself, like, that dude's toast. I like he's, he's being added to just regular criminals. I mean, we all know child molesters and people right. who are rapey yep. do not go over well yeah. in a general... Prison population. Thing. And the yep. most recent statement of like he's doing amazing, <laughs> and he's he's learning so much, and he stopped eating bread. Yeah, he's a real political mm-hmm. prisoner. And I yeah. want to be like, oh boy, oh boy. But to me, you know, that's a type of thing <laughs> Plus, where it's a if you're good in for life and you could make a name for yourself, like shiving Bill Cosby, right. like you're probably gonna yeah. do it. Like, uh-huh. right? What what yeah. would be the downfall on that one? Yeah, and then you write the book. Well, you're humane. <laughs> you know? exactly. I can't. I literally canceled the Cosby Show. <laughs> I, I don't usually go, I wonder if that person will die, but I do mm-hmm. now go, I wonder if that person will now be exposed as a sexual predator. Oh, for, you mean, for oh, sure. yeah. Just well, in general, yeah. with celebrities. Yeah. Right. Oh, I right. think it all the time. I, I think it all the time Me now. Too. Yeah. And I yeah. have been proven right way too many times yes. for comfort. You and I had this conversation yep. about who are we Neil, dreading that may Neil come out. Neil deGrasse Tyson was the one yeah, came we up, talked about. And, and you were like, I out. would not doubt it one bit. And then it's like, Called oh it. no. <laughs> you did it. call it. Yep. You did I mean, call is that it. the sequel to Ripless? <laughs> You know? I wonder See, if anyone is doing is that. I would actually, I think, I would actually have a moral problem with that, though, because because there oh, are victims yeah. alive in the world, mm, right? Yep, right. Yeah. yeah like no that. Victims. Well, and also, that's what it takes for Ben Tucker Lucas. Done nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. benchmark. The Absolutely. Okay. Just just dying from natural causes. No, but like yeah. if someone has been not assaulted. only do people die from natural causes. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Deadpool with uh, Clint Eastwood? That's that's true. And Liam Neeson. I thought you meant Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. No, sorry, different Deadpool. There's but, a Clint Eastwood, Liam Neeson film right. around yeah. celebrity, a, a death celebrity Deadpool. Right. Yeah. But, right. but, but to answer your question, they each have like a different um, strategy that they employ. Like mm-hmm. I know Matt O'Lean, he tries to pick about half elderly and mm-hmm. half sick people. Mm-hmm. So Well, that's because um, they have a rule that if there's a tie, the person with the lowest average age takes it. 
Oh. Right. So you want so they have you, things like that in place. If Shannon Doherty is going to die, yep. or, or, or that Selena could be a Gomez, big boon for I, someone you, if their age is really you, low. Yeah, yeah, you'd have a, a lower average age, yeah. and that would be good for you your. Pick like, you pick like ten ninety-eight year olds, and then like two, you know, Ariana Grande, whoever, and then like you get one of those, and man, it just you're well, just picking young celebrities. It's one death is one point, essentially, right? Exactly. And so whoever has the most points. Their pool, in yeah. their right. pool. Yes. but a lot of other pools will do it. We talk about a little bit about this. In There's the movie. a dark world of There's celebrity a dark death world online. You can go there. online. Like mm-hmm. if you had picked Paul Walker at mm-hmm. age forty, um, you probably would have gotten like a billion points for that. Because or you, a million dollars because you, you can bet on this for real with like yeah. bookies and what? point systems and everything. So if you pick mm-hmm. a, a like a young celebrity who wasn't sick and they die in something like a car accident, you can get. Uh, a ton of extra points, mm-hmm. but th- then then they also will rank people on fame, mm-hmm. and that that gets really subjective. And so th- this yeah. particular group yeah. just doesn't want any part of that. But well, ironically, they already have to debate. They spend mm-hmm. so much of each draft arguing about who is famous enough to be in the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became like a huge part of the movie that really mm-hmm. entertained me because one yeah. of the players, uh, Travis Jensen keeps picking really yeah. unfamous people. And, and then pick like former heads him. of state of countries. Like, no, yeah. picks, like well, yeah, or yeah. really sub- obscure like Indian movie stars that nobody mm. well, well, that, that's picked, not that obscure. But well, you know, yeah, like Claire that Hollingsworth. Kind of the mm-hmm. journalist who broke the story of yeah. World War Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you saying that because you no, like, know who the, she like, is? Yeah, like uh, yeah. so but and, o- but only because only because that was covered on the History Channel maybe and, like yeah. a week ago. Okay. And see, but, but <laughs> so like I'm dumbfounded that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, Travis would say, "Look, she is famous. She did something mm-hmm. noteworthy. Right. Right. And just because she's not on the a tip of any name. of our, our tongues, yeah. that doesn't yeah. mean she wasn't famous. Like the, he, his point is, mm-hmm. there's so many different avenues for fame now. There's mm-hmm. there's in and New Zealand, rugby yeah. players are incredibly famous, and yeah. we don't know them here. But you know, he picked a rugby player. A year or two ago. Or I was thinking cricket players. He's big on yeah. picking Indian cricket mm-hmm. players, mm. which are, those true, people are super famous. That's somebody they right. they would argue about, right. for sure. Right, exactly. That's yeah. who they would argue It is a bit provincial them. to say that you have to be USA famous right. to be famous. Exactly. Because right. sure. all right. seven or nine, all the players are Americans. Yeah. They're middle-aged. A lot of them are men. Yeah. So There's they only sort one of recognize that, that they get a very narrow yeah. sort of view of what fame is. So we kind of dig into that a lot mm-hmm. in the film, which mm-hmm. actually kind of surprised me it was kind of fun to talk about what even constitutes fame like i started a twitter feed just to um uh keep just to sort of do do what you do with uh with uh you know with the dick miller just Mm -hmm. sort of commemorate their death say a little something about them and it's been it's actually been really fun because james ingram died a a, a couple of weeks ago fun no (laughs) wait let me finish my thought i'm sorry to james ingram's family yeah (laughs) But I, but I have never in my life thought about James Ingram, ever. That's like getting better I didn't now. see. Yeah. I didn't. Nice, I, I've never actually watched Way to all kick a of an American. Oh my God! Let me finish, you guys. Yeah. You know, American Tale. He Listen, sings yeah. the. Yeah. Oh, with Linda Ronstadt, the pop version at the end. Exactly. When I had my first major breakup, I had my first drop of alcohol and locked myself in a room and listened to that song yes. and repeat for two days. So, so that death. Messed with me big time. Yeah. I had no idea how much I loved James Ingram until he died. And I, mm-hmm. you know, 
I put I made a little uh, Photoshop of Fival on his shoulder, and I posted that on Twitter, mm. and it got like a bunch of likes, which makes me feel good because I'm a base reptile creature. <laughs> but uh, also, then I started listening to James Ingram songs like nonstop. Mm-hmm. I've never cared about James Ingram. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry again to James Ingram. There's a really family. important question here, though, that we're dancing but, around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I'm a huge fan of James Ingram now. Right. What's the question? American Tale or Fival Goes West? Well, again, I haven't seen either one in their entirety. I <laughs> this apologize. is a real sticking point between Dalton. KJ and I. I'm, no, I I'm actually sorry. haven't watched either of those films <laughs> so, either. I'm so we're sorry. Re- we're recording this before the film festival, but when you guys are in town for the film festival, mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. like you to take four hours, and I <laughs> will have watch. you over we'll to the We'll do it before the then. We'll do it. We, we could watch it. I we bet we can find those be in on the VHS room to somewhere. Them. Yeah. No, no, but we I will those? watch both of them. You don't want to watch both of them? We, I watch we them. have clamshell VHS. I will VHS keep myself get them on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, this movie must be great. JJ's yeah. only having I a good time. I feel like we shouldn't tell them our preferences. No. So you have no, a because yeah, we need two. to weigh in independently. Yeah. We this don't is want like to our polar bear conversation of earlier today. <laughs> there is some serious like this disagreement. Has, this is like lady in the water level. Brooklyn Nine Nine because they often no. make references to American Tale and Five Old Goes West. <laughs> I want to get those I think references your generation. a little better. I think you're the Andy Samberg generation. It must have been. Please like, don't say that. Well. Uh, I love she Andy means Samberg. You're what's about not, his age. Yeah, yeah, you're more. about his age. He's a bit younger than and us, I think. He talks about in Brooklyn. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's more, maybe we're too old. The, the, That's the, why the we were big on it. Movie, yeah, the mm-hmm. Don Bluth cartoons are definitely mm-hmm. our generation. Yeah. I learned about death from watching A Land Before Time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned from Bambi. I haven't, mm. The only See, one I I'm saw old. in the theater was The Secret of Nim, which I love. I love that. But then I sort of aged out of the, yeah. the cartoons. Anastasia, I became an adult. Fern Gully. I haven't seen any of those. Don, well, Titan A.E. Mm, mm-hmm. I, like Titan I haven't seen Fern Gully so much that I didn't even watch Avatar. <laughs> like, I haven't That's seen exactly either of That's exactly what I said when we left Avatar. <laughs> that I it said, was Fern Gully. I've I heard like, that. son of a bitch. He just stole the whole premise. <laughs> the only thing that's missing is Tim Curry. <laughs> I, I was like, I liked it more. In fact, I just recently saw my review of Avatar from Facebook, which was like, Avatar is fine, but I liked it more when I when I first saw it, and it was called Fern Gully. Nice. This is blowing my mind. Take that, James Cameron. I have nice. been trying to get Mike to sit and watch Avatar since the movie came Such out, and he refuses. Really. He will garbage. not watch it. So I, I know it's garbage, but I... You know, I don't know. So she made I'm not me... saying I'm a huge proponent. I just think it's one of those cultural touchstones that if you haven't seen it, you're somehow missing out on just society in general. I've, I don't know. I feel the same way about the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. I've never seen those. Is there a I've moment books, in Fifty Shades of Grey when someone is like tied up with unobtainium? Because <laughs> if that happened, I would turn it off right there. Every well, both times I've watched Avatar, I get You've to the word unobtainium, which is like quit. 10, 15 minutes in, yeah. and I'm like, I'm out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> go go through your script a second time yeah. and think of a better name. Mm. Papy- papyrus font. That's all I got to say. Oh, my God. Papyrus font. That was, like, which was an best amazing SNL skit. It is incredible. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Mm-hmm. Are people really clamoring for five sequels to Avatar? No. So much so that Nobody more is. than a decade later, people are like, oh, man. 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Ugh. We're going to get all these back to back. Nobody I, gives a crap. I don't even think that movie's aged well. No, like it I, hasn't. I think when you go watch it now, you're like, "Yeah, what was the fuss about?" It's, it's just, 
It's so strange what to me. People were reporting depression because they didn't actually live on whatever that planet was. <laughs> Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. I wanted to be tall blue people that looked yeah. fake. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you in on some inside baseball that yeah. a movie what? theater manager let me know recently. Uh huh. So. Alita Battle Angel yes. is in mm-hmm. theaters right now, right. Mm-hmm. and they're using a new 3D engine that's what? being tested in this movie for the for Avatar. the Avatar movies, oh. and so they're so much so that they're paying these movie theater companies to offer bonuses and concessions mm-hmm. deals to fill those theaters so that they can get people's reaction right away, like oh. with 3D. Like, could you tell us about your experience? Yep. Do you think this is the most mind-blowing the- mm-hmm. 3D you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not getting a good review, it's going to tank James Cameron's oh, like, so nobody need go to for Alita. this new thing. Well, well, nobody no. go to Alita. Go, and if anyone asks, what did you think of it? Just start it crying terrible. and say it was Be terrible. Be like, <laughs> you know, Christoph <laughs> Waltz. Mess with him. <laughs> Just... He tried so hard. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like huh. a new, it's a new projector. It's like a new system uh, in theaters so or is it something behind the scenes? That I think it's doing? something behind the scenes. I think sure, they're sure. using a new mm-hmm. style, a new style of software to create these things. So in my mind, what mm-hmm. I'm sad about 3D is mm-hmm. my, when I think of 3D, I think of something like coming out of the screen at me. Right. That's what right. I want. Yeah. But now they're like, no, no, no it's all about depth. Yeah. You're seeing mm-hmm. things yeah. further back. Mm. I'm hoping that this is maybe a blending of the two so that like mm-hmm. you get the audience going, whoa! Yeah. When oh, something yeah. like when one of their the whips their tails or whatever yeah. they do. That mm-hmm. Alita trailer has lots of the stuff coming at you, though. Yeah. yeah. I suspect mm-hmm. that it would be a lot of that, potentially. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't bet against James Cameron, though. Like, because mm. as much as I yeah. hate the first 10 minutes of Avatar, yeah. And I hated like true yeah. lies. I yeah. mean, I love Titanic. Well, and he's definitely he's... brainwashed anybody who's gone to that Universal Studios like Pandora experience. That's at Disney. Or is it Disney? That's okay, in sorry, the Animal Disney. Kingdom. Yeah, because oh, everybody wow. I've talked to who's gone to those places, I say, "Oh, did you go to?" And oh my God, we waited four hours and it was worth it. Yeah, and I'm just like, how is blah, that blah, blah. possible? Right. That it was worth it to stand in line half a day, mm-hmm. like, like again, mm-hmm. for something that that attraction came out ten years after the movie right. came out. Right. And I can't tell you the last time I was flipping through the stations the and like, oh, Avatar's yeah. on. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'd be better off making a Shawshank Redemption experience <laughs> to, to get Titanic. my dollar. James Cameron, right. just stick with Titanic. Just yeah. do that. Titanic oh. too, the Titanic King. Yeah, you know, Just right. some, the, the, whatever, the Britannia <laughs> or something. Just give us more I, Rose and Jack. That's yeah. all we want. I, James Cameron, oh, I should say, does Sam Worthington have a career anymore? I haven't seen. Because he made like five movies in a year. Yeah. Is it going to be an Avatar, Avatar sequel? I have no idea. I yeah. Know. I thought I heard he is, and that isn't Sigourney Weaver even coming Sigourney back. Sigourney Weaver's coming back. Yeah. 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 yeah, which Mike, if you'd watched it, you'd know that no, in the I, end she's dead and I, she's just a full-on blue whoa, person. Whoa, spoiler! <laughs> she she <laughs> shed her earthly she shell. She sheds her she's earthly shell there. and gets downloaded into. A blue person. Hey, yeah. Spoiler alert on a 10-year-old movie nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> Come on. I said I'm about to tell you the end of the movie. I gave warning. So, so I guess that is. So JJ made me think of something. What movie would you wait half a day to see like an experience? 
like for me, it would be like Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, mm-hmm. the experience. Like you go into the world oh, of Romy and oh, Michelle, like a theme park, like a world. theme park for a movie that yeah. just my, shouldn't happen. Right. I mean, you MCU get to meet Alan Cumming, right? So you, would, you would get to well, dance with movie. Alan Cumming and Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, that's it would be great. Happen. Like they would have that's the whole school. Inevitable. You'd get to yeah. hang out in the the you know the the their lunchtime school area. You want a Disney there would type be a, theme a, there, experience. You could go to a prom or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, type uh, dance. And... I know exactly what it is. What? So first and foremost, I am not a, a, a scary movie person. Mm-hmm. I'm a big chicken. Mm-hmm. And the most frightened I've ever been is still the most frightened I've ever been watching Gremlins. If I got Ooh. to go to a Gremlins experience oh, to which yes. they used to have a ride that was at Warner Brothers had has theme parks outside the United States. They've got one in Australia. They have one mm-hmm. in Germany. And so the Germany one is a the history of the Warner Brothers like. And you, it's a little sit in a chair and you, mm-hmm. you ride through it like you do oh. in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yep. But what you find out, and Alf hosts it, by the way, <laughs> what you find out is as you get in, the gremlins have escaped. And so they gremlinize everything. And so when you go through the um, the Wizard of Oz area, it's all mm-hmm. gremlins like in the little Wizard of Oz. And it's all animatronic <laughs> stuff. And there's oh. sparks going everywhere. That's amazing. I watched the YouTube video of like mm-hmm. some dude who had a VHS camcorder. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I would wait four hours. I would wait. 10 hours mm-hmm. to oh. go on a Gremlins experience that scared the poop out of my butt. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so, that's a good one. You, that you know, is hard to beat, JJ. You, that you, is really good. You remember Gremlins. Oh, I love they, Gremlins. They interrupt the movie. Oh, it's so brilliant. Yeah. The, the movie uh, uh, burns up, and then I can't remember in the movie. Is it Hulk? Is that Gremlins so, 1 or 2? That's, two. that's yep. two. It's so in Gremlins. Like, oh, that's right. It's Hulk in 2 when they're at the theater. So yeah, and they've taken in, over the in theater. In the movie, it's... Hulk Hogan. That's right. Who like says, "Good, you stop doing that," because yeah. the theater manager comes. <laughs> but if you watch the television edit it's of different. it, it's different. They're in all these old TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you read the novelization of the it's book, <laughs> you knew what I was thinking. Yes, yes. <laughs> did we just become best friends? We just did because of the Gremlins two novelization. You know, so, truth be told, though, you told me about the novelization a long time ago, and I spent $25 to purchase it off of Amazon. Um, I, I own it, too. I bet it's worth Do you know it. who told it me? Was. Who? John Lamb. What? Yeah. Previous guest in the podcast, That's John yeah. Lamb. I brought yeah. him up. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I just thought of another one. I know that neither of you have had a chance ah, to say I'm your answer. I'm still thinking on so it. So you think about it. An- another potential answer for me oh, would have been would be. Robert Altman's Popeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you know what that exists? That exists, exists in still. real yeah. life in Malta. You can still mm-hmm. go to the village to <laughs> Sweet Haven. <laughs> that blows my mind. That That's our next vacation destination, by the way. Popeye Mike theme has park out of the leftover sets. Of Tunisia. Yep. <laughs> wow. You know, it's yeah. just like. Uh, it, the, 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 Star Wars, right? That's yeah, one in Tunisia, yeah, like Tunisia. where you can still see like the, yeah. the, uh, the moisture farm. Yep, right. Moisture yeah. farm. Yep. I think it's genius that they use that, right? Oh, like, yeah. Why? Right. Why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Use the opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you like Robert Altman's Popeye? I love Robert Altman's Popeye. <gasps> Me too. I love the music Ooh, in it. <laughs> Mike has questionable taste. And you have that in common. Mike and I, Mike and so I, I like Mike's I taste. I love the it's, music. It's weird how you yeah. pronounce the word impeccable as unquestionable. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to correct you on your podcast. So, <laughs> Can you know, I, just, I, I no, quote yeah. once a week, and this is no crap. Once a week, mm-hmm. I, my favorite line from Popeye is when Mother Oil is just trying to sit down at dinner, and she goes, man, is the patience of Job, or is it Job? Certainly had a good job, Job. I think like her wordplay there is so damn funny. And when you see paw oil and he's crying, mm-hmm. oh. 
I feel like we've fantastic. established that there are two types of people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the people that think polar bears will win and the people yeah, that think gorillas right. will win. And they have very distinct tastes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm glad yep. we got back to that because I did want to make one other point on the polar bear thing. Right. I feel like a lot of people say gorilla because they're a fellow primate mm-hmm. and you're thinking home field advantage uh, no. and you're just like your you, your heart goes out to them because they're so human-like. Whereas JJ and I recognize the raw power of nature. <laughs> right, but but a polar bear isn't a, a tool maker or user as right. well. I mean, apes yeah. have an evolutionary advantage to be able to do more things mm-hmm. with their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be honest, if I saw a person fighting a polar bear, I'd be like, I hope that polar bear wins because I don't really like people that much. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm not too biased, but I see what you mm-hmm. mean. I think yeah. it's a fair yeah. point yeah. to bring up. Mm-hmm. I just think that, and I would say it still could go either way, but mm-hmm. I think that a gorilla has opportunity to pick mm-hmm. up a rock and be like, oh, I should use this thing. Yeah, and just and the bash polar bear it just be like, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. three times the size of this little thing trying to throw little. a pebble at me. Is is mm-hmm. Tim Curry on anybody's rip list? And I'll tell you how I got oh, there in he's, a moment. He's got to be yeah. close. Yeah, he, how, uh, he's old. He's, he's old. He, along he, just, the he recently had sure. that horrible stroke, and so he, he's wheelchair-bound, yeah. I'm on yeah. him to understand. No. And so I'll tell you how I got there. Mm-hmm. Thinking about gorillas, I was thinking about... The Tim uh, or Michael Crichton novel, Congo, and how Tim Curry was in there, and he was like the con man, and he the Lost City of Zen, <laughs> the diamonds from the Lost City of Zen, <laughs> oh. and then Amy Pretty. That's where I learned my first piece of sign language. Mm. Amy Pretty. Oh, Amy Pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's a Laura Linney film. Yeah. Conga. Yeah. It is. I love it is moment. Yeah. She's like kind of a villain at the beginning and then yeah. she learns the error of her ways. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh Ernie Hudson as well in Congo. Oh yeah. Oh, that's I right. That. I thought Sam yeah. Jackson was in that too. No. Bruce. But he was. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Sam Jackson. No. Or you're thinking of Ernie Hudson. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah, I never got to say right. my theme park ride. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we were I'm going along air. the line of JJ. I'm saying aliens. Like I want a scary okay. crap second, out of you. Aliens theme Do you ride. remember when we went to Space World in Japan? Yes, yes. They had an alien space... attraction. It was But that's lame. not going to be that calorie. I mean, I want the full, like, all Immersion. bets are off. Like, budget is no matter. Like, we're going to build yeah. this to be the most amazing thing you've ever experienced. We went to the... I want it to be aliens. To alien Encounter in Tomorrowland at Disney World? No. I don't think Disneyland no. had it. no. So, so it was a thing? So, yeah, and it was a ripoff of Aliens. Yeah. Michael oh. Eisner said, like, people want mm. terrifying rides. And mm-hmm. so you're part of, like, a, a cargo crew or something, mm-hmm. and there's an alien that that's trapped, familiar. like, in this tube in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you're strapped in, and then the alien mm-hmm. breaks out, and so it's 4D. So, like, you can feel the alien, like, breathing oh, on, like, the, your right ear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you feel something underneath your feet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a yeah. it's a poop that's out of your butt. <laughs> the new term I'm going to use. The new one. I scare the poop out of your butt. Really, really. Uh, I would base it on Aliens Three. The the oh, prison. You're in the yeah. prison, and yeah. it's that grody prison, and you got the commissary scene when they're in the cafeteria, and it comes out through the ceiling panel. And yeah, yeah I would use that kind of setting. I think. I, I'm not a lot of people that would. People haven't used that, that property yeah, to like in a really yeah, great theme right? park attraction. John Hawks was in Congo. I didn't realize that. He's from Alexandria. 
What really? He was in Deadwood. Oh. He played Psy yeah. Star. It's like oh, yeah. you guys, yeah, yep. should do like I was there too. Yeah, he was one of the scenario. other teachers, right? I think. Yeah, like, his, his name was Bob Driscoll. I couldn't remember which which Bob character. Bob Driscoll. Yeah. Good old my, classic my, character. Yeah, uh, my classic favorite character. farmer's name is Driscoll. Oh, hey. the ones who provided mm. me my cucumbers. Small for world. Wow. Nice. Wonderful so name to have. Yours was Alien. Yeah, that would be mine. Mine would yours be. Is, yeah. Actually, I think mine is uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. <gasps> What? I'd pick a TV show. Instead of oh. the MCU? Because I want to go to 10 forward and I want to ask Guinan <laughs> for advice. And I want to use a holodeck. And I could always just then simulate any other holodecks are gonna happen. in the holodeck. We're going to get a holodeck someday. I, I, agree. I agree. If I live yeah. that long. Well, I, I think, feel like it's going to happen. I think You'll never live it, that long. It's not going to happen in the way, though. I don't think no, it's going to happen gonna be where, like theirs. where you walk into a right. room and the area around you. I think what's going to happen is we'll be able to plug directly into your head. Mm-hmm. And then you're effectively in a dreamlike state. Because your yeah. your brain is effectively yeah. that. Yeah. And, That's and the matrix. That's right. basically the, the matrix. matrix. Yeah. So I think well, we'll matrix it. could be it. a VR type thing too. Sure. But I, I could see it being sort of like a Ready Player One scenario where like you're in a VR goggle right. and you're seeing what's around you, but there's an overlay. Right. So that like you're Heads within the game yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I can say like, you know, I want to be in the jungle and suddenly my living room turns into a jungle. So where right. my couch is is a big rock or whatever. So, right. you know, you don't run into things. Right. Walk around, but yeah, that's what I envision. I, I, I think ultimately it will just be just taking overriding your senses completely mm-hmm. into your brain, and mm-hmm. and which would be probably faster than having to develop all the other physical tech to to have to have boundaries in your room. Mm-hmm. And if we do get that Elon Musk wizard hat that they're trying to make, <laughs> then that would probably take us. Take us there at some point for sure. Well, I just got a VR for Christmas, so that's why I say that because I'm just obsessed with it. I love it. And and I'm just like, when are they going to do this? I want an overlay. There's a (laughs) great Batman game. I want a digital overlay of my living room that I can change at will. Have you played the Batman game? And then walk around in this thing. No, I haven't. There's a really good VR Batman game. From the people who made Arkham Asylum in Arkham City. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I really love the Batman property, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Mall of America is opening this. I tried the same company in Las Vegas. They have a VR experience where you get to be uh, with, is it K2 from Star Wars? Yeah. Yep. The Alan Tudyk's character. Oh, yep. yeah. Robot really? character. My, new, my, my so, most favorite new Star Wars character. Mm-hmm. He's great. Or you get a Ghostbusters experience. Ooh. We did the Ghostbusters experience. Uh-huh. And here's yep. what I loved about it. So they put you in this big room where you, you turn around and there's separate room pieces for it. But they, they don't have like... I, what I'm seeing as a couch is just like a, a wood platform that they've built in. So I can mm-hmm. walk over and feel that there's something there, but oh, not cool. know that it uh-huh. is. Yep. And so we're in an old building having to fight ghosts. Mm-hmm. What amazes me is at the end, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man pulls off a chunk of the building and so we're exposed. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I felt wind kind of going cool. by my face. Mm-hmm. And you can hear all these other like things, like the noises of a city. And when we started shooting the Stay Puff... They put the s- smell of burning marshmallow. Nice, in, and yeah. it got hotter. Uh-huh. Oh, oh man, neat. it blew my mind mm-hmm. so much so that at the end of it, they gave you a little card. They're like, "Congratulations, cadet!" And get just guess which money grubbing uh, I'll do anything for a buck cast member <laughs> introduces the intro and exit of the game. Oh boy, is it oh, Dan Aykroyd? It's Dan Aykroyd, yeah. yeah. who doesn't yeah. even bother putting on the stance uniform. <laughs> He's literally, it, he shows up and he's got like a t-shirt, like a Ghostbusters t-shirt on. Oh, no. And he's like, he's like, hey, new recruits, it's me, oh. Dr. Stance. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that dude like a billionaire, though? He is. And that's why, yeah, because he but... keeps doing stuff like but this. But that's what I thought yeah. was at some point you'd think yeah, you don't, don't have, have to enough? hustle anymore. Yeah, 
yeah, right. He's got a bunch of textile factories too, I believe. Right. Oh no. And he owns yeah. like a bunch of shipping yeah. companies. Mm. And Crystal like Skull that. Vodka. Crystal Skull Vodka. Mm. The only way I would go on this Ghostbusters thing <laughs> mm-hmm. is if Kate McKinnon could be fighting ghosts. She's not there. Right alongside mm. me. Well, then it's not my Ghostbusters. <laughs> Hashtag not my Ghostbusters. It's a, it's a new crew. You you and your friends make up the new crew. I, yeah. There's a really cool <laughs> Game of Thrones one like that too. Is there? Where you where you ride in an elevator up the wall and you're actually Ooh. in a you're actually in a wooden elevator and then it shakes, you know, like that the, is awesome. uh, like the elevator would, and then mm. as you're going up it gets colder and colder, and then when you get to the top, the door is like open and you get this blast of cold air in your face. Does it smell like fecal matter? No, it smells, it smells like dry ice. Shouldn't, well. should, shouldn't everything a Game of Thrones smell like fecal matter? <laughs> Probably. Right? I would think that things would be pretty smelly. Like, There's not a lot of clothes yeah. changing. I've gone to some old timey place, you know, when mm-hmm. they do like like sod buster days and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it all smells like manure. Yeah. So I imagine yeah. for Game of Thrones, it all smells like. Maybe yeah, dra- dragon manure smells like almonds, though, or something. Yeah. We don't Maybe. know. We don't know. Have we you ever we've smelled never dragon even poop? Seen them you poop. haven't. Maybe they don't poop. They're I've magical. I've smelled a <laughs> lot of poops, though. Let me <laughs> ask you guys something. I feel like it's going to be like the Triceratops poop in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. It's massive. This is a massive no poops This is a deep cut. Once mm-hmm. every five years, I watch a miniseries that was originally on NBC, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. Even mm-hmm. though it's campy and awful. Maybe mm-hmm. you guys have seen it. In fact, if anyone's seen it, it's probably oh. you guys. Oh, wait. <laughs> Can I guess? Yes. Is it V? No, it's oh. not. Oh, okay. okay. It uh, is the 10th Kingdom. Oh, I have not seen that <gasps> no. one. It's got the daughter. I can't remember her name from uh, Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. John Larroquette. Diane Weist is in it. Ed O'Neill. Uh, How Warwick have I not Davis. heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> it's a- the, the idea is that our world is the 10th Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Of a realm of nine other kingdoms that are where your favorite stories came from, and so the Grimm brothers mm-hmm. actually escaped into our realm and wrote down all the stories that they knew as mm-hmm. truth in mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, Anne Margaret plays Cinderella, and she's like two hundred years old by the time this starts, and Snow White's great grandson is about to mm-hmm. assume the throne. It is awesome. It's streaming for free on Hulu right now. Oh, I'm so going to check it out. It. Okay. It's like six episodes of two and a half hours per yeah. episode. So there's yeah. plenty of content. Nice, nice. That's Kimberly Williams, that's her name. When did this come out? I, early 2000s. Okay. okay. So the effects are just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but like, don't worry, because there's still a lot of physical stuff effects. and great makeup yeah. effects. I'm a big fan of Legend of the Seeker, which Mike finds completely shameful and would rather well, I didn't cop to, I think. good. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible effects. Shameful. And it's, well, you make a, an unusual amount of fun of me. For, it's because for I like you. I bought the DVDs. Yeah. And yeah. he just shook his head. And whenever mm-hmm. he sees them on the shelf, I think you're a little like, oh, God. Really? Well, we really? We should have separate yeah. houses. We should store them separately. Do you guys share the same VHS collection? Yes. Is it yours kind together of. or is it Mike's? It's more Mike's because well, he curates it more than I do. Okay. What would happen? But a lot of them are my horrible choices. Got it. Yeah. Because when they're 25 cents, he's not right. really going to argue with right. me. Right. How do you turn down that deal? Love yeah. collecting VHS. Mm-hmm. We've talked about if we ever broke up, how we would separate our dogs. We have three mm-hmm. dogs. And so we know how we would do that. Mm-hmm. We have not talked about how to separate the no. VHS collection. He would be collection. getting Bijou. Yeah. She'd be getting Peanut. And yep. then and Winston, Winston would probably, you'd be getting Winston too. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's how, that's how it's going to work. He was my birthday present. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I gave Winston to her for her birthday, but 
he likes me more now. What? That's not true. <laughs> he does. Eh, he loves maybe, me. He I can be the caring work. bridge if you guys need to <laughs> yeah, need, trade off. We, uh, maybe we need a, a neutral <laughs> yeah. site yeah. to do some trading off. Yeah. I would allow you visitation. Yeah. Uh, I, well, think, let's, I think so. Let's see how the breakup goes. I mean, I want that. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't if you had to pick a rip list for 2019, Ooh, is, yeah, are there any people who are like on your list in particular? Well, yeah, I wanted to pick George Perez, but apparently he's not. <laughs> cool. Maybe not famous. He's not famous. Not famous I, you know, I go back and forth because uh, one of the one of the players that we follow, Jason Branby, he insists on only picking ultra famous people. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it just drives him nuts that like Travis or even Matt sometimes will just pick people he doesn't know very well. Right. And so I keep, I keep going back and well, forth. And between... he gets really annoyed if like they go the whole year and nobody picks like a John McCain and then a John McCain dies. Mm. He's like, oh, yeah. we failed as a group. Like we've this is incredibly poor of us to not get this. Yeah. He doesn't care about the competition at all. No. He really cares about the commemorating lives. Right. Like we need to have a, a, when we're done, we need to have a hundred and some names this represents like the best of the best who died this year. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that's really admirable, but then I am also really interested in, tra- so I might just pick incredibly um, fringe characters like do, George Perez. Do they go one at a time so that people mm-hmm. can't double up on the same person? Yep. It's just like yep. a draft. No it's like a draft. draft. Yeah. Yep. They go exactly. around. Each person does a pick. And Do they yep. send flowers to the family? Like Because, like, no. I mean, if you they scored on somebody, like you should probably be like, listen, they no. do sorry not. about Angela. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, you and know, I don't want to spoil it. We talked to them about what it's like for them when, when they, they win. So, I mean, and that's one of my favorite parts of the documentary. My favorite part of the documentary, I think, is still in the documentary. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. And it comes towards the end. Mm -hmm. It may be almost the very end, like the second to last minute. It's a text message. Yes. Oh, yes. That is really That is my absolute favorite because I was there for that when that happened. And we thought, did that just happen? Yeah. Yeah. And the way you put because I've seen a cut of the rip list. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen the final cut, but I've seen a a pretty close to final cut, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that is the best moment for me it's, is, it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. too that's killing. why i saved it for almost the end one of mm-hmm. the characters is complaining about how many text messages these bozos send about like just the most minor celebrities dying like because they keep track of everybody dying mm-hmm. not just the hundred and some people that are on their you know collective lists yeah because they just want to make sure everybody knows who's dying for next year yeah and you know so they'll they'll, they'll be like 15 texts in an hour and she's complaining about the text, and then a text literally buzzes on her phone while we're while we're complaining about yeah. texts. Mm. That's what I like about documentaries: is these Catch, little yeah. surprises. Like yeah. you can't really believe that it happened in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. One of my favorite uh, pieces was like you got to be there at that moment is in King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters, yes. where they're interviewing Walter Day. Where they're like out in the middle of nowhere and he's wearing that giant coat and they come back and they, you can tell they've obviously dropped him off. And then he calls him back immediately because while they were gone, he got that call from the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. You know? yes. So they're like, they just happen to be there at the exact right yes. moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, I love that's one of my favorite that movies. That is actually. like one of my oh, favorite so movies it's, just in general. Yeah. That movie, like to me, the the most incredible part of that whole thing is when they're just getting random footage in the car on the way to a competition where he finally brings like his wife and kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the daughter says like some people ruin their lives to get into that book. (laughs) (laughs) When he talks about wanting to be in the Guinness book, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, that is pure gold, pure Uh, documentary gold. I bet whoever was shooting that at that moment must've just thought, 
that is the best thing to ever happen. Yeah. Well, you can't I, write something that great. No. I'm pretty sure and we actually had this conversation babes. last like, time. Yeah. We had you guys on the really? podcast. Just close, close to I it. I would talk about oh. the King not, of not Kong in particular. Okay. But Does this mean you won't invite us back because we're, <laughs> no, we're rerunning? No, not at all. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm very kind of torn because, like you said, Matt said, you know, we were welcome to be part of the group and I'm going back and forth like one minute I'm like oh yeah 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 this would be fun but I did do picks the year that we were filming just to see like out of curiosity I didn't get a single pick right she was terrible and the people that do it I mean they're getting like eight out of 15 or you know not you know they're getting major numbers and I'm like I am not gonna do well but also I just worry about like is this going to become this overriding thing where I'm just thinking about death all day long and that's probably not mm-hmm. very healthy and I worry about that a little so bit so I kind of don't know if I want to do it or not I'm it's very on the fence it is intimidating it is obs- it, it's obsessive mm-hmm. um, but they're not doing that well this year actually oh, really? I, mean, I know we're not very not far into the year but they've right only now. gotten yeah, collectively like February. no uh, well it may be march it and may be april t- yeah. when you listen it may right. be 2020 oh, i yeah, like to right, keep yeah. these things evergreen right. but um <laughs> uh, i love that term <laughs> they only uh they only have i think carol channing lyndon larouche and then somebody i've never heard of mm. maybe mm. a couple of people so they're they're not getting a lot of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. they're not getting the big names like james ingram yeah yeah they're missing the biggies mm-hmm it's tough yeah, to. Who would I? I don't know who I would. I mean, I know Betty White's made it a number of times just because of her age. Right. Yeah. But she also seems incredibly healthy. Kirk yeah. Douglas is always on there too. Yeah, right. so, I was say, are there are there names that show up every yeah. single year? And it's like, like you guys spend like a decade. Right. You know, right. this person may outlive yeah. all of us. Yeah. Yep. Kirk but they Douglas make a good one. point. I mean, if somebody makes it to a hundred, they're pretty sturdy. <laughs> they mm-hmm. probably got a good three, four years right. left in them. Usually, no, that's you, true. Yeah. You know, like I look at like Dick Van Dyke, and like that's a good Dick choice. Van Dyke yes. is in better shape yes. than I am. Oh yeah, yeah. he's getting on in years. Mary Poppins he's returns. He's in his nineties. He, he dances he looks a bit good. in that. Yeah. He looks good. He's yeah. married to like a forty-one-year-old yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. So like, I that's mean, he seems okay. young yeah. to me. I, I, I think Dick Van Dyke is a lot. She's forty-one. She's not eighteen. There's you think a, it's okay? Oh, of course it's okay. Are you kidding me? She's an adult. I guess Are my, you going to tell her what she gets to do with her no, body, no, Val? She can, think, she can marry Dick Van Dyke. I just am a little like, I guess, yeah. You wouldn't marry Dick Van Dyke right no. now? I would marry Dick oh, Van Dyke right now. I would. But I mean, I, my point was, well, I you think would marry he Patrick thinks Stewart, of himself as younger. Yeah. He's got a young wife in her like late 30s, early 40s. I don't even know about that. I mean. I would marry Patrick. If Patrick Stewart walked in right now and was like, you and me in this closet, let's go. I'd yeah. be like, okay, Captain. I submit. <laughs> I submit to you. For sure. I like, would I'd rather you prefer to me as Merlin, my character from The Boy Who Could Be King. Be like, no, the only Merlin in my book is Sam Neill from that uh, TV series. The makers of Merlin are the ones who made the Tenth Kingdom. That that would make sense. That would what? actually. I was okay. as you were describing Tenth Kingdom, I kept thinking of Merlin the whole time. I have seen Merlin, mm-hmm. so now yeah. I'm more. And sold Gulliver's on the Travels as well as yes. Sans and Ted yes. Danson. Yes. Yeah, I I've cried at the end of Merlin mm-hmm. when he and his love when he makes them young again. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've got one little piece of magic left and then they get to now live out a life mm, together yeah I, as yeah. a little kid i was like <laughs> man i was always waiting for because when i see him that's all i can think about i was like he looks so great next to that tyrannosaurus rex let's put him next to a dragon <laughs> uh 
So Rip List, yes. world premiere Fargo Film Festival 2019. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Very exciting. Excited. And then a big run after that, I imagine. Are you guys Hopefully. submitting to other festivals? Yep, mm-hmm. we're submitting mm-hmm. to other festivals. Got mm-hmm. another secret one after Fargo that Hasn't I'm not allowed to yet. talk about yep. yet. Sweet. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully yeah. another one and another one. And then someone say. options it for a major motion picture like the tag <laughs> movie. You... Oh, yeah. That yeah. would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, the Mike Schultz Valerie Quaid box collection will be available pretty soon. <laughs> Ooh. Like we should do that. I haven't even a thought of that. Collection? But on VHS. Yeah. Sorry, Tucker. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I am pro VHS. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I'm pro good. VHS. Oh, In shoot. fact, I've been okay. beginning to collect VHS again. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. I am much more discerning than the two of you. Yeah, it wouldn't no. be just any VHS because, you know, which is pretty much the tactic you guys buy take. Any you just buy any VHS. You just buy any VHS. No, that's not true. I was given an opportunity to have a VHS and I turned Turned down the opportunity back in the yeah. day. I was helping Kristen Rudrude move from a second floor apartment to a fourth floor apartment. <laughs> uh-huh. That she, she offered be... you a VHS tape of Fargo <laughs> of the Academy screener copy, oh. which has got that. like all the junk yeah. on it. And it's got the precursor. Yeah. I would have taken that. Why would I you take taken that? that? I would have because I was ready to just leave. Like my mm. friends and I had gotten roped into this at the last minute. Yeah. She she wasn't packed, so we were yeah. do, literally oh, no. doing things like mm-hmm. we would take the bar out of her closet and carry like all, all the, the clothes, clothes like in one that. big yeah. mm-hmm. swell. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not it was not a fun move, and yeah. like it was the type of thing where it's like she needs to be out of here by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> she's wow. made this other apartment by midnight. Wow. Well, so you could have had a beautiful VHS memento of the day. I know, and I wish, mm-hmm. I wish no. I could go back and tell mm-hmm. my younger self. It's yeah. like. Don't be concerned with going and meeting that waitress at Bennigan's. No. Be concerned with this. <laughs> all you're going to do is lock yourself in a room and listen mm-hmm. to somewhere oh. out there yeah. for two days. Come back around. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the highest sad. play count on his iTunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to the point now, like where when I hear it, it does choke me up a little bit. <sighs> yeah. It's and beautiful. I've got a couple, like a previous podcast guest, Britta Nelson, to, pulls a real bitch move. And we'll be at places like Skate City, and she'll request that. They're like oh. couple skate. Brutal. And then she'll like wait for my reaction. And... <laughs> That's fantastic. That is fantastic. It's only the pop version at the end. Yeah, it's not that one, Mike. It's not that yeah. one. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. that one. Yeah, one that sounds like that. <laughs> it's not that one. I was We're just trying, trying to get you to quit singing because you're not a big singer. So you know, that's, you know sorry. Well, how do you guys feel about sexy animated cats? Oh. Do you mean Fritz the cat? <laughs> well, anyway, if, if that's your definition I, of sexy. I, okay, I think many of the. Uh, attitudes towards sex that I have are very unhealthy I can't because wait to of hear my, more about this. my unusual attraction to Pepe Le Pew as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Pepe was so hot. And, sure. now, and now yeah. I realize, God, he's like a total sexual assault. He he's a like a hashtag rapist. Me too. He is mm-hmm. hashtag me too. Problematic. But as a kid, I was like, damn, cat, why aren't you going for that? He is so hot. He's got the French accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was all for Pepe, but I just didn't get it. And now I'm like, oh, no. Also, <laughs> what has this done to me? Why have we not included in the fact that the Pink Panther is all about bullying? That's all that he does. You're right. He oh, yeah. is. The Pink yeah. Panther was a bully. Yeah. I didn't like. Well, so like, is Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Bugs Bunny's a real yeah, jerk. He is. Well, Bugs Bunny seems motivated though, because usually he's being hunted. Yeah, he's yeah, being he hunted his way to by like... a man with a gun. Yeah, but he still is sometimes unnecessarily I felt, cruel. I never felt sorry for, or I never, I never uh, sorry hated for Bugs Bunny yeah. for doing that. Yeah. But I did hate Tweety. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I always uh, was attracted to the old lady. Granny. Granny. So, like, that's really? why I think Granny, this is not the first really? time he has said this. Yeah. Nice. Because, gr- first of all, Granny's like, commands the room whenever mm-hmm. she walks in there, right? That's it's like, true. Which yeah. is nice. Everyone true. stops <laughs> doing what they're doing. Yeah. No, nothing, She's so charismatic. <laughs> no, nothing ever slows so her down. Charismatic. Uh, and that's probably why, like, I am super attracted to, like, Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. of, like, uh, Maggie Smith mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Ooh. Doorbell. Judy Dench That's is the one I think is the hottest. I, I'm not attracted to Judy Dench. <gasps> what? Nope, not attracted oh. to Judy Dench. When she's oh. M in all those Bond yep. movies, and I'm I think just it's like because she's always so mean to Bond. <laughs> like that's she my is. problem. Is like. I really, no. I really like Pierce, and here Those she is being all like, "You're the no. relic of the Cold War band." <laughs> Those two are. It's, it's a. They are in love. They are mm. clearly in love. There's so much sexual tension between the well, two of them. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they got drunk one night and did it. Like Let's it's just it totally could see that happening. They make the subtext text in Skyfall. Yeah, she basically, is the Bond girl. Yeah, she is in yeah, Skyfall for sure. Yeah. They yeah. love each other. Here's an interesting question, and we'll yeah. ra- mm-hmm. we'll wrap this up with this. Okay. So I, oh, okay. during my day job, mm-hmm. got into some hot water on Friday Ooh. because Ooh. I talked about my three favorite Bond films in order because I was sick on oh. Wednesday, so I stayed mm-hmm. home, and I noticed that like right now you can stream every Bond yeah. film like between the three major streaming services. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. My personal opinion, then mm-hmm. I love the fact that Bond movies are everyone's own opinion. Yep. In order. Doctor No, Goldeneye, Skyfall. Skyfall being three, mm-hmm. yep. Goldeneye two, yep. Doctor No yep. one. Yep. Yep. Doctor No Those is Those are controversial opinions. They re- I oh, will they really say are. that. Yeah. The fact I didn't include any Roger Moore titles gets people's <sighs> oh, like I love going. Roger yep. Moore. Yeah. Um I'm missing out on some of the great like side villains like Odd Job and yeah. Jaws. Yeah. Well, and the fact that you're even including a Pierce Brosnan Bond film in there right, is controversial. Good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not you know bashing. I love all the Bond movies, mm-hmm. some more than others. But so, which are uh, like name three that you love more than others? They don't oh. have to be the. You don't even have to put them in top three. Yeah, but no, we've name we've three discussed that you this like many times. More than others, Casino yep. Royale is number one. The like the the first the most Royale? recent one, okay. yes, with Daniel Craig. The my probably number two is For Your Eyes Only. Okay. And number three, View to a Kill. Okay. Those are my top. You know yeah. that that poker game is bullshit, right? Like in Casino Royale. <laughs> yes, I am aware like, of that. The fact that the matter is that like the world's gonna end if you don't, you know, yeah. like, he couldn't call England and be like, "Your Majesty, I'm gonna need some cash." Yeah, right. Some additional I know. scratch. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It and was like, just to create conflict with him and Vespa, basically. It really yeah. was. Yeah. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, I do like the like heart panels in the car, though. Yes. But I feel like in a James Bond world of gadgetry, why'd they have to be all the way in the glove box? You know what I keep in my glove box? Kleenex and toothpicks. <laughs> so if I really need those, that's when I'm rushing out to the car, not yeah. for a life saving heart panel. <laughs> Mike thoughts. Well, I'm yeah. really glad you asked me. I've actually been preparing he's for this got, my he's, entire he's life. Ranked. I just opened up my letterbox account. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I have one of the lists I have mm-hmm. is ranking the all the James Bond from best to worst. Mm-hmm. And this is based on science. I mean, I watched them, <laughs> I rated them, and then mm-hmm. later I mm-hmm. put them in the order that I rated them. Number one is is probably not going to be a popular choice with most people, but it's Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's someone called in immediately after I talked. I was like, mm-hmm. it is bullshit that you did not put Moonraker number one. That is the quintessential <laughs> Bond. The gadgets are there. It's the the like, sex is there. Into space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jaws has that great arc. 
little yeah. character yeah. turn yep. at the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, some of it maybe because I saw that when I was nine, mm-hmm. right after Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the second best movie ever made at that mm-hmm. time. The, I was 14, by the way, when GoldenEye came out. So oh, see, see, it's a that's, good age yeah, I do feel ruined. like your favorite bonds are dictated by how old you were when you started watching yep. them in the theater. And mm-hmm. that forever leaves an indelible like mark on you, and then that's what you love. By the mm-hmm. way, another Alan Cumming role. Oh, Second Alan Cumming movie yeah, we talked yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Invincible. So my number two is mm-hmm. The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, Lots of good gadgets in that. The mm-hmm. Lotus Car is amazing. But the best thing about that movie is the Marvin Hamlish score. It's yeah, wonderful. it's really and good. So yeah. they, they have a disco version of the Bond theme Nuh-uh. at the beginning. It's total full-on disco. Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. Uh, I'll play it for you later. Mm-hmm. And then they have, you know, the Carly Simon song, Nobody Does It Better, yep. is amazing. But then at the end of it, Marvin Hamlish gets like a men's choral group oh, that's to right. do Nobody Does It Better as like this sort of almost Broadway number. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. ama- the music in that alone Let brings me, it up to the top. Did anyone, was it last year that Marvin Hamlish died? Did anyone have yep. Marvin Hamlish on their rip list? Mm, I don't think so. That's too bad. I think they did. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. He did What's die. Your, and okay, so number three. three. Number yeah. three is for, for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just a good stripped yeah. down it Roger is. Moore. I guess that, I really love Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. But that's I, I like, what yeah. science told me. Four Eyes Only for a long time was my number one because I mm-hmm. tend to see I'm anti Moonraker. I tend to like the ones that are more based in reality. And Four Eyes Only is the most grounded of all the Roger Moore ones because the stunts are very kind of real to life. Like that whole cliffside thing at the end mm-hmm. with the, you know, climbing up that tall, crazy mountain in the Dolomites. Um, all mm-hmm. of that, like the yeah. scuba diving in that is realistic. The car chase with the VW bug at the beginning is like totally realistic. And that's why I like Casino Royale too, is because I feel like it kind of like grounded See, the action in mm-hmm. like real, like looking fights and stuff like that's that. That's why I like Skyfall is because Skyfall they take away all of his gadgets yeah, and he has exactly. to invent like the, yep. the light bulb yep. filled with nails. He has nails. to use the ice yeah. on the lake. Like, yeah, it's like all these, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They would have Albert Finney. I mean, smart. Th- that's another reason oh, is like Albert Finney that, like yeah. shows up and no. I went, yeah. I remember seeing Skyfall and being mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Albert Finney is in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. had him for this year. And actually, um, I loved Javier Bardem Me as too. the villain. Mm-hmm. I thought his villain was crazy awesome. And I love the the scene that's not even remotely subtle of the homosexual attraction between yeah. him and Daniel Craig. Like yeah. to me, that that scene, if I had to rank scenes, that scene would be one of my all-time it, faves. The, the amount of tension that's built from him crossing that giant yes. room is so good. Yes. Yeah. So and good. stroking the thighs. Yeah. He strokes his thighs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, my. And he tells that wonderful story about the rats in the barrel yes. on his grandmother's yes. island. Yeah, it's just fantastic. That scene is like one of my all-time faves. Just yeah. so good. Uh, all right, what night does Ripless play? It plays Wednesday, March 20th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, if in this the is evening. after... Uh, do you have a website for this film yet? Is there a way people can track it? People can. I think the best way to track it would be go to Twitter. It's Ripless Movie on okay. Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I 
like to commemorate people as they die and also give little news nuggets about the movie. So this mm-hmm. is not like the Space Jam website that just ends when Space Jam is released into theaters and then just sits there being <laughs> an archive. No. You, you're constantly updating mm-hmm. this with new stuff. No. I would imagine I'll keep commemorating people's deaths because I, I oddly enjoy, I mean, I'm a history buff, so I like, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, even when somebody like, yeah. uh, somebody dies that I don't know that much about, mm-hmm. I will just then research, learn a little bit about them. It's, yeah. it's really fun. It's your most effective Twitter feed because it's in terms of like, you started it as a promotional thing. However, like now you've got all these followers who are cinephiles and people yeah. who are just interested in celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. So it's actually like, I, I love that about mm-hmm. it. Like it's, it's not just about the film. It's actually just about celebrity death now. And that, that Twitter feed gets so much action. Like people yep. comment and they retweet and it's just really interesting to see what people say. And, and it's really positive. It's like, one of the more engaging Twitter feeds yeah, out like, there. Like you said earlier, it becomes sort of, you know, we're celebrating these people right. more than yep. being ghouls. Yeah. Sometimes it's too bad because they deserved more respect when they were alive. Right. And then you put them on a pedestal after they die. And then all yep. of a sudden... Everyone's talking about how great Burt Reynolds is. And it was like, yeah. well, you douchebags haven't even gone to his last three movies. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the one that really hit me was Sandra Locke. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everyone said, oh, Clint Eastwood's ex died. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she was a director. She was a great actor. She was nominated for an Oscar. And, and she mm-hmm. never really got her due, mm-hmm. I don't think, until she died. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but like- you can also just Google Rip List and then you'll find... You know, yeah, the website. Yeah. And stuff. By the way, yeah. I love the imagery with the the Grim Reaper with a thumbs up, like top notch stuff. Yeah, top notch stuff. Well, and it's... Mike came up with the tagline based Choose. off of your absolute favorite movie of a couple of years ago. Well, Train Spotting is one of your all time oh, favorites. Right. Train Spotting, they're all saying choose life. So yeah. the tagline is choose death. Choose death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Val, and Mike, Thank thanks you. for coming on. Uh, we'll have mm-hmm. you on again a year from now, and we'll, <laughs> I hope so. And we will yes. have some fun then too. Sound good. Yeah. I'll be back to talk about King of Kong. (laughs) Thanks for having us. A huge thanks to Natalie Deutsch of Hatch Realty for sponsoring this podcast. Folks, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, contact Natalie Deutsch today because Natalie Deutsch is not only a previous podcast guest, she's somebody who's going to care enough to sell your property for top dollar. She's also going to find you the best price possible if you're purchasing a new home. Last year on average, Natalie earned her clients $4,000 over list price on their homes and sold them faster than the market average. On average, Natalie's selling a home every 3.74 days. That's two homes a week. Those numbers don't lie. Find out why Natalie is one of the top agents in this entire market. Get a hold of her today, Natalie at HatchRealityFM.com. You can also call 701-388-9338 or go on to LiveFargoMoorhead.com. That's LiveFargoMoorhead.com. Read all of her amazing reviews and then listen to her episode of JJ Meets World. Thanks again to Natalie Deutsch of Hatch Realty. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode of JJ Meets World and would like to help us continue to produce two new episodes every week, you can donate to our Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash JJ Meets World and donate today. Even as little as a dollar a month can go a long way. Visit our website at www.jjmeetsworld.com or hit up our social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the sites the kids are using these days. If you'd like to stay up to date on new episodes of JJ Meets World, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or wherever you consume the podcast that you love. 
JJ Meets World is produced every week by Tucker Lucas. You can find out more about Tucker's work by checking out www.moonbasemaria.com. If you want to get in touch with your host with the most, go to linebenders.com and you can find direct contact info for JJ. I would like a duck shoved inside of a goose, shoved inside of a chicken, shoved inside of a turkey, shoved inside of an ostrich. What would I call it? Saturday night.